and I had to initiate everything. He said, I love you. And in my head, I was like, how boss would this be if I got some ass while Rant is playing? I finally can't stall anymore. <laughs> There's nothing else for me to do to be ready. Losing one's virginity is a seemingly defining moment in life when someone has sex for the first time, marking a transition into perceived adulthood. References to virginity are everywhere, and the message in the media tends to be, it's good to be a virgin, but not for too long. In listening to this podcast, you will hear how all different kinds of people lose their virginities. We will talk to people who waited and people who didn't, people who were young and people who were old people who are heterosexual, and people who are homosexual. And honestly, anyone willing to tell their story. Every episode will be different, following each person's experience, from how they learned about sex, to how their views on sex have changed since that very first time. This is V-Card, the Virginity Podcast. You know, and then like all the other stuff I was doing on dates in high school was awesome. Like, like... Like, like fingering and then like guys eating me out. Like I didn't see any reason to have sex cause I was having like orgasms and it was great. And I didn't have to like worry about pregnancy or diseases or anything. In today's episode, we will hear from the woman in that clip who despite having satisfying sexual experiences in high school, waited until college to technically lose her virginity. We will hear about everything from how being diagnosed as bipolar affected her relationships to our best guess about what happens at a kink play party. This is her story. How old were you when you lost your virginity? I was 18. And what year was that? It was 1995. Tell me about you at 18. What were you like? Uh, I had a lot of angst. Like in high school, like when I was 17, I had this big manic episode and then I had to take all these drugs to fix it. And I wasn't crazy anymore, but I don't know, I wasn't like a happy, uh, innocent youth anymore. And over like, basically like two months from the drugs, I gained like 40 pounds and, and my hair thinned out. And like, I had been like, you know, like on the pretty side and that sort of then it was more it's not like I was ugly but it was a lot of difference so I just had a lot of I don't know I was was sort of mad about all of that having happened to me so that yeah I was not happy like so was that the end of high school or the beginning of college the the manic episode happened at the end of high school but that attitude was definitely the beginning of college and really like all of college like, I eventually sort of thought my way out of it. But, like, it was it was like a five-year thing that I just, like, felt like, you know, like, just angry a lot that this had happened to me and it seemed unfair. And why did I have to take pills every day? And why was I fat when I didn't used to be fat? And so I was... Uh... And then also, like, I'd lived at my high school already for two years and... Everyone else, it was like the first time away from home, and I just thought that they were all babies about it. So you're pretty independent. Yeah, yeah. Had you dated in high school? Yeah, I dated 
a lot in high school. But you didn't have sex in high school? No, I was afraid of uh, having babies. Because like, in my middle school, people had babies, and they'd bring like their ultrasound pictures to school, and they'd get out of gym class and tumbling because they were pregnant. And they'd bring their babies to school every now and then and say, look at my new baby. And, in middle school? Um, middle school, high school, yeah. Like the basketball players would bring their babies to school, show them off. And I just, I just didn't want to get... Like one of my mom's friends got pregnant when she was 15 and she, like he was older and like they made him get married. And then it was like, so she had, I don't know. And then like she got married to this guy and had another kid and then he got a vasectomy and then she cheated on him and then she had to have an abortion. And I was just like, if she just had the abortion when she was 15, like it would have all been okay. But I was just like, I, like I saw that happen and that was terrifying. And, and my older sister had sex in high school and my mom found out and took her to the doctor and got her birth control pills. And I just didn't want to go to the gynecologist with my mom. So I just decided to wait it out. What did you know about the gynecologist at that time? Um, what were you scared of? No, I wasn't scared of the gynecologist. I just didn't... Like, I think I, I just didn't want to go with my mom. Cause, I mean, my mom had already, like... She showed me, like, like on her, like, how to use tampons. And it was just like... Wow. Yeah. So I just, like, had to sit in the bathroom and watch my mom, like, put a thing inside of her. And I'm just like, I don't want her to see the inside of me. Like, I was, you know? And then, like, all the other stuff I was doing on dates in high school was awesome. Like, like fingering and then, like, guys eating me out. Like, I didn't see any reason to have sex because I was having orgasms and it was great. And I didn't have to, like worry about pregnancy or diseases or anything. So what changed when you got to college that made you decide to take the risk and have sex? I just felt like I had done enough other stuff already in high school that the, like, being technically a virgin seemed very, like, a lie. I mean, I'd had, you know, both kinds of oral sex and, you know, just, I I mean, like, I've been having, like, like, the first time that guy went down on me, that was, I was 15, 14. And then, like, you know, I think I gave, like, blowjobs from, like, age 16 up. and. So and you had, like, four years of experience of all the other stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, so, not butt stuff. But, oh. yeah, yeah, I'm not Christian. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd done, I'd done a lot of other stuff, and I felt very comfortable with everything else. And I, and I was, like, you know, in college people were still like, oh, are you a virgin? And I'm like, yeah. But it just seemed... Like, I know I'd had that conversation with my, like, I had a new roommate that semester, that second semester, and she was a virgin too, but it just seemed like, I am, but it, I feel like this is ridiculous to keep holding on to this technical thing at this point. Because when people ask if you are a virgin, they're trying to find out if you're experienced, or they're trying to decide how pure you are. Or if you're, like, a prude or something. Yeah, all these different things. Yeah, so if you've, yeah. if you've done lots of sexual things outside of this one thing. Yeah. Still calling yourself a virgin doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Were you in a relationship with the person? No. Tell me about the person and how you met them. I met him... Did I meet him that day? I might have met him that day. It was during Mardi Gras, and um, a friend of mine down the hall had some friends visiting him from Oregon. And so you were in New Orleans. Yeah, I was in New Orleans. And it was during, he had some friends visiting him from Oregon during Mardi Gras. And, like, because he had several friends uh, 
like he asked if his one friend uh, could sleep in my room because my roommate had gone home for the holiday. And so you had an empty bed in your room. Yeah, so I had an empty bed in my room, so I said he could sleep in it. What was he like? Um, he was like a hippie kind of guy. He was like a big pot smoker, like huge in the pot. Like, did you like that? I didn't really care. care. Um, I was okay with it. Yeah, like, but he's definitely like a hippie guy. Like, like, um, like I remember like when we started making out and stuff. He like went to put some music on, and so he went to like my little crate of twenty CDs that I had accumulated up to that point of my life yeah. and asked if I had anything like the Grateful Dead. Did you? Um, I did not have any Grateful Dead. I probably did on some mixtapes that my aunt and uncle made, but I didn't have it on CDs. And so um, yeah, he ended up putting on Paul Simon's Graceland. That was the soundtrack. Good. How did it happen? So like we were like kissing and stuff and making out and like first we were on like and this is important later because this is the sort of scandalous part of the story. Like, at first we were on my roommate's bed. Went as far over there as, like, it was uh, basically titty-fucking me. Yeah, I think 18-year-olds think it's a cool thing to do. Like, oh. They've seen it in a porno Yeah, they've seen it like, in a porno. we've got to try that. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I'm like, oh, maybe we should move to my bed. Which we did. And I want this on the record. We moved to my bed. And then, like, I had condoms because they had been giving them away for free. At, in the student center before um, Mardi Gras because they thought people might fuck during Mardi Gras. And so, like, I had these free condoms, like, burning a hole in my pocket and that may have also influenced my decision to finally, like, go for, like, the whole intercourse thing. Um, so then we moved to my bed. Like, it, it wasn't really good. Like, usually I have pretty good sex. Like, I'm very fortunate that, that like, I don't know, my nerves or something. It just, it works very well for me. And, like, I didn't, have an orgasm and and like I was just you know he was just you know moving on top of me and and I was just like you know and I was just sort of like okay and I think at some point I asked him like oh are you gonna come soon and he did said, he know you were a virgin I don't know I forget this was like 23 years ago yeah <laughs> this was like forever ago I barely remember like I remember his name I think I have it on a list of names of all the people I've had sex with. But like this, when he said he already did, I said, okay, then let's stop. And then we, like he stopped right away. And so it was very bad. Just not climatic at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just sort of coming to this point. I mean, like, why did people not just have oral sex and, so and finger each other? You were like, like, all the other stuff's better. The other stuff seemed much better at that point. Yeah. When in your life did it change? Or has it changed? Or do you still prefer oh. the other stuff i mean i feel like it's a total experience thing but i do really enjoy intercourse and i mean like i think it was like a couple years into college it was like first time i had like really good intercourse and then because and it's funny too because i was talking about my list and i sort of mark if people were good or not and like more people are marked good in the recent years than in the early years and i think it's just sort of comfortableness and and yeah, because that's like do you think 20 that's... years worth of stuff. So you're more comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm more comfortable with it. I think probably the men too are more experienced. Sure. So, yeah. You haven't continued to have sex with just, yeah, like you're all getting older at the same We're time. We're all getting older. Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, it, it was sort of a weird thing. Like, I told you about, like, how we started kissing on my roommate's bed. Like, yeah, so this seems important. Yeah, no, because after I came back, like, like, one of my roommate's friends made some comment about Chris's friend getting the bed dirty, and I was like, well, he's a dirty hippie. And then Chris told me, like, a few days later, everybody thought I had sex in her bed, and that they found cum stains on her bed. But you didn't have and, sex. But I know that's the thing I don't understand. It's like, but I did not have sex on her bed. Like, we, I was like, no, we didn't have sex on her bed. We had sex on my bed. And Did they believe you? No, but so, yeah, so everybody hated me, but then, like, they didn't really like me. Much because I was grouchy all the time because I was mad at the world for happening to me. <laughs> like, you know, so it didn't make a huge difference in my life, but it was really annoying how, like, everybody thought I'd done this horrible thing that, I mean, I made out on her bed, but, like... like Is that I, a horrible thing? To have sex on somebody's bed? I think it's just the cum stains, probably. Which, I don't know how that happened. Like, like I don't know if it's, like, he took off the condom in her bed or, or like... If yeah. he came, because like, I don't know when he came. Right. Because it was weird, because he said he already had, and I'm like, oh, like, I was surprised. But you didn't know about like, that. Like, I don't ever, like, I don't know when it happened, so I don't know if he, like, came, like, before we started having sex, and then it's unknowable. Very confusing, yeah. It's unknowable, but I just sort of felt scandalized by that, and, and like, she didn't like me, but then she liked me less, and, like, and I think that same week, like, she was, like, at home in California, and her boyfriend, who was at Tulane was also from California, and she was, like, losing her virginity in her own bed, and, and it was just all very, like, beautiful and romantic. <laughs> so, like, the same week you and your roommate were losing your virginities, but having wildly different experiences. Yeah, yeah, like, mine, it was, like, this guy, I mean, it's, like, I never, he fell asleep in that bed, and I fell asleep in my bed, and, and, like, the next morning he, did I have to go to the airport, or did he, or did we, I don't know, because I left, but anyway, but, like, so, but, like, that morning I said goodbye to him, and that was the last I ever, ever saw him. And How do you feel about that? I'm fine with that. How? He, he seemed kind of boring. You didn't want a relationship with him at all. That's not what it was about for you. No, I mean, I met him that day. Yeah, I, I was just... So you guys always knew. Did you know... When did you know you would have sex with him? Um, I guess, like, when we started kissing in my room... Because, like, we'd been hanging out all evening, and I think we were flirting some and stuff. Because, like, we went to, like, a Mardi Gras parade. and But, yeah, I mean, that was when I thought, oh, this might actually happen. And, like, and then I was like, oh, I have some condoms. Because <laughs> all of a sudden I had condoms because they'd been handing them out for free. <laughs> yeah, very convenient. Uh, speaking yeah. of condoms, how did you learn about sex and sex ed growing um, up? I think, well, my mom was raised fundamentalist, and so she didn't know anything, so she wanted us to know everything. I think they just told us sort of age-appropriate things about sex, like, our whole lives, like... They being your parents. My parents, yeah, and I mean, like, at our, I went to pretty liberal schools, too, in Indianapolis until about fourth grade, so I think they... But even in Anderson, because they didn't want... Because all these kids kept getting pregnant in middle school, so they would like show us pictures of STDs in health class and stuff. Did that have any impact on you? Well, I mean, when you see like pictures of like horrible diseases on people's genitals, like that is, I think, probably part of the reason I waited till I was out of high school. Sure. Yeah, like that's gross. I don't want to do that. What about like the emotional component of sex, if there is one for you? I. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like other people, it's more. 
I mean, I will. Like, I know I've gotten attached to guys that I had sex with. Um, but no, you don't get attached to every guy you have sex with. No. So what's different about, if you can remember a guy that you got attached to, like, what's different? They just, they're all very sad, the ones I've gotten attached to. and You like sad guys. Sort of, like, <laughs> deep emotional wounds. Think of, like, the guys that I've gotten attached to, and I'm like, oh my god, he was, like, horribly depressed and sad and always talking about killing himself. And, like, oh, he was, like, telling me all these sad stories about his depression and how, like, He's had to take, you know, ADD stuff as a kid and just all these, just like, I don't know, like that, those are like the people I remember like sort of being attached to, And but I'm trying to think like. Do you think, so earlier you described yourself as sort of angsty and sad, at least for a period. Do you think it's because you like can understand each other on that level that maybe other people aren't? participating in it probably goes like weird like deeper in that like because my dad has bipolar as well and and like I just remember him being depressed a lot when I was very small <laughs> like I don't know if that's like why like there's like that seems to be like a um I have no because the, the I mean I sort of figured out how to not be sad like I I was, I was doing Weight Watchers or something and I had these tools for living and one of them was reframing and and I decided to try it on a not Weight Watchers thing and I decided that um like everybody has this idea of like bipolar disorder is like a chronic illness you know and it's incurable and I decided that that was not a really positive thought and I decided that I'm cured as long as I take my medicine and it's the same thing like functionally but like in my head I just felt much better about it because you reframed it yeah and then I felt like I had power over my life and then I was happier and then I went to law school and just you know I did a bunch of things then before I just felt like I was sort of like a victim of circumstances which I mean other people have worse things I mean I don't even know why I was sad like now that I know other people's lives I'm like I have had the best life how long after um, you were diagnosed with bipolar did it take you to come to this reframing five years Five years. Mm-hmm. So it was a long period of yeah confusion. It's all college. And you were young. Yeah, it was all college. How did that affect your relationships beyond the person that you lost your virginity to? I didn't really do relationships in college. Like I, I like you know I feel like I'm everybody's like hookup culture. The kids aren't dating anymore. They're just having sex. And I'm like, wait, that's what I was doing in college. Is was that not college? Like. And then, like, even the guys who had the relationships, they would still, like, sneak off and fuck me. Like, yeah, they'd just be like, don't tell our families. I'm like, fuck you, your girlfriend's not your family. But, uh, I mean, maybe they all have families together now. I don't know. But it's like, even if they had girlfriends, they'd still, like, the guys weren't looking for monogamy. It was the women who were uh, sort of, oh, I love you, and we're going to be together. And then when we graduate, we'll get married, and then we'll have 2.5 kids, and and a dog. <laughs> it's, you know, it seemed like very, like, agenda-driven women thing. And the guys, if they thought they could get away with it, they, you know, somebody who wasn't that connected to their social group or something, then they definitely, you know, I was with a couple guys who did <laughs> take advantage of that. Certainly women and men still behave that way now, and the agenda-driven women and the men taking advantage of that. Do you, in your experience, do you think it's more or less, or... What kind of circles are you running in? Well, I don't think I'm running in regular circles. Like, 
there. Yeah. Yeah. Like today I hung out with my sister and her family and then her uh, brother-in-law's brother and his family came as well. And we stood on the sidelines of soccer games and watched two soccer games for like prep schools. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, I just felt so like my life was like so different from theirs. What's a normal sort of fun activity? Like, they go to a soccer game, you would normally what? Well, I mean, I, I guess what I do for fun is I go to open mics for comedy, and, yeah. and I go to parties, and they, like I mentioned, I was going to a party tonight, and they're like, oh, I can't remember the last time we were invited to a party, and I'm like, that's too bad, you should throw one. But yeah, and, and then like I tried to get my sister to go, to, I didn't, not seriously, but I was like, hey, do you want to go to this party tonight? And she was like... Did you tell her about the party? I did. She thought was, that, was there any chance that you, you really thought she would come to the party? Oh, no. But then it was funny because I also told her, like, last week I was invited to a kink play party and that I did not go to that party. But that was just because I was doing something else already that evening. I yeah, didn't, you were busy. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked that people... like uh, That might have been interesting to go to. Can you give a brief description of what a kink play party is for... I Some of my more conservative ones. I've never been to one, so I don't really know. I would have found out. But I guess people, like, spank each other and play with toys and put on outfits and gags and tell each other what to do. I don't know. <laughs> Same. That's my, yeah, that's, under- just, that's my understanding of it yeah, as well. I, I'm, I, like, now that I know someone who throws them, I can find out. You can maybe, report back. Maybe go to another one. And what do I do for fun? Basically, open mics and sleep. Yeah, I watch TV. I walk my dog now. Final question. Okay. If you had any advice to give to someone who's thinking about losing their virginity, which, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Make sure that it's that they, they're the one who wants to do it and they're not being pressured and, and take all the precautions so their lives don't get ruined. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, if you get pregnant, you can have an abortion, but a lot of people, that it makes them really sad. So, you know, try to not get pregnant, try to not catch any diseases. Um, and you can always lose it later. Like, just do everything else first for a while and get comfortable with the person. I mean, if, if, if like, getting comfortable with the person is your thing. I mean, maybe some people, like, uh, people they don't know. <laughs> Sure, yeah. yeah. There's all yeah. kinds out there. That's true. And that's kind of the point of this podcast yeah. is to hear all the different experiences. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? I did not have sex with my roommate's bed. <laughs> For the record. For the record. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of VCard. If you would like to tell your story, send an email to the Virginity Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week to hear the story of this man. It was a very weird time because I was realizing that I could start getting girls just by making them laugh.